Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks show, where every single whatever we do, whatever the hell that we want, the number one <laughs> entertainment podcast, <laughs> podcast for what the oh, fucked it all up. The number one <laughs> entertainment show recorded live in these rooms. The our normal rigmarole is gone now. I've lost it. I want to do the horror show one every single time, Alex. It's heartbreaking. Era is over. Nate has left our group chats. We <laughs> <laughs> the group has splintered. Yep, factions are forming. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm your host, Dwight, and joining me for a little fireside chat this week is Alexander Chard. OG, right here. We are going to talk a lot of video games, uh, probably a little bit of movies. We're just going to catch up because we haven't talked in a while about yeah, what we're playing and stuff. And yeah. we thought instead of doing a phone call, let's just record it. Because mm-hmm. I think the last time you healthy. and I spoke about um, video games was when we were both at the halfway point of Red Dead 2. I could be wrong. We may have spoken after that. We definitely haven't. We have. We definitely have not uh, done a Red Dead wrap up. I know, and I'm really frustrated about that. And I've actually had a few people ask me, like, "Are you doing a spoiler cast?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, we plan to, but we we're waiting for Justin originally to finish it." Um, and then I presume Justin did, but he's been sort of out and about and in Hawaii a lot and mm-hmm. doing fun things. Um, but we should definitely reach out to him and some others and see if anyone wants to talk about it. Yeah, because. I, we're a bit, a bit past the sell-by date now, I, I guess, for that game, um, which is such a shame, like how mm. long the sort of shelf life is for video games now before you move on to something new and shiny. Yeah. Um, but that said, Rockstar just came out this week to, or yesterday, whatever it was, to say like, hey, we've got all this new content that's coming to online, basically brackets, please come back and keep playing our game, even though Apex Legends and everything else is out. Um, so yeah. Still stuff to play. Um, for people who want us to be talking about Apex Legends, because that's the thing that everybody is talking about, there will be another show that's going up at the beginning of next week. Um, well, probably around about the same time as this, maybe a day or two afterwards. Uh, that's going to be me and Lee Comley and maybe somebody else. Um, we're going to do a whole podcast just specifically to do with Battle Royales. Um, so we're going to talk in PUBG with Fortnite. Apex Legends, uh, Realm Royale, and all of that. Well, Blackout. Uh, BRs. Do people stuff. call them BRs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> they probably do. I don't know. Um, I was just thinking, I wonder how... There's a whole generation of kids now who have gone back probably towards Battle Royale, the Japanese movie, and are really disappointed that it doesn't have content- concentric circles just closing in. Right. Because <laughs> it's right. like on a grid system, aren't they? And little blocks, like, mm. shut off. I still haven't seen that movie. I remember you and Tanro being shocked and telling me to go and watch it. That's crazy. That's a real classic. I would have thought you would see it. You'd like it. Or not. Don't like Japanese Um, people. No, no. You just hate (laughs) all ethnic minorities. Uh, Alex, although I'm going to talk about it next week, uh, are you aware of Apex Legends? Has that touched your life in any way? I am aware of it. Um, I wasn't aware of it until you messaged our group and were like, hey guys, come check this out. Um, but as I've talked about in the past, um, games like that, especially those sort of battle royale ones, um, I'm not very good at for a start, which gets me frustrated. And when they look really pretty, I really just want to wander around and explore and everything's going crazy. (laughs) And so it, uh, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't, um, suit what I look for in games. So I haven't checked it out yet. you tried like one round of PUBG at our house and you went. Tried round of PUBG, yeah. I, I have moments where I'm like, 
oh, I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to download Fortnite on the Switch so I can just play it in bed. And um, but mm. then I, I, I never do. And yeah, I, I just always feel like I, I would drop into it and then I would, I would get frustrated really quickly. Um, yeah, yeah. So just my quick assessments, like, yeah, again, uh, also, oh, fuck, I didn't even do the intro. If you're new to us, hello, welcome, please go to <laughs> wegeeks.com where you can patch out to all of our social medias. You can listen to all of our previous podcasts where we talk this kind of crap, which is gradually getting looser and <laughs> just <laughs> more disheveled as the years go on. Um, but our more focused We Are Geeks horror show where every single Friday we talk through another installment in the classic horror retrospective franchise. Right now we just started a new show, which is a special series. Um, which is called a Versus series. We're doing 80s slasher films, all the originals that have been remade, um, and me, Katie Watson, and Shannon Hollander in her first Ooh, appearance on the horror show. What a group. He's going through them all. She fucking hates slasher films. It's a lot of fun just watching her break. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly walked out once already. Let's see if it happens again. Um, yeah, and please, you can email us through Weird Geeks as well, or just by typing mail at weirdgeeks.com. And sending us stuff on social media, so whatever you want to do. Uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll tell you all about our own products, our own f- feature films, and stuff like that. What was I going to talk about? Apex Legends. Yeah, so I don't yeah. like competitive multiplayer games. Like, I like co-op. So I, mm-hmm. I, I do play co-op quite a lot with people. Um, but I don't like competitive multiplayer. When I was young, I played quite a lot of Halo, and I was good at that. That was the only one I was good at online. Um, but I played some COD, wasn't any good at that. Like you're saying, just too frantic, frenetic, just too stressful mm-hmm. um and i would try a whole bunch but i did some gears of war for a little bit when that first came out but i quickly realized this isn't really for me because you're just doing the same thing again and again and again yeah and the only thing i liked about it was if i was playing with friends um yeah, so you could when, just, you know, uh, when gears 4 came out i remember we had a, a pretty big group of us all play i think there was you adrian nooch chris Strober. oh yeah 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 that's true that was really fun. There was a brief period where there were too many people and we had to like keep swapping them in and out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. I like when you'd be talking over your mic, having a chat, you know, strategizing, talking about your day mm-hmm. while playing a game together. Um, but I wouldn't do it just for myself. The Battle Royales, however, have appealed to me a bit more just because PUBG is like big open world. You can get lost in it, be quiet in it. And it's kind of peaceful if you play it in a way I do, which is not an aggressive way. It's kind of a passive if I was really there kind of way a lot of hiding um and I like that about it um Blackout the COD one is is like that but better you know more polished but a little bit more hectic but not as hectic as COD normally is um Fortnite I like but the building mechanics I just can't get good enough at um but I did me and Lee did do a podcast very early on where we actually said Fortnite was a better game than PUBG and it was a controversial statement at the time and now Fortnite's the biggest game in the world mm. so all i'm saying is we're always right yep um apex legends so this is the team who did titanfall this is ea um and ea for once doing the right thing and not talking about this game no one knew this game was coming it leaked up like two days before but still a real stealthy release and then it just dropped for free and everyone can play it um well not everyone not people on switch um but it's it's incredibly f- like the Titanfall team of the original people who did Call of Duty up until like oh fuck I can't remember but they're the guys who did Modern Warfare you know like the mm-hmm. the great Call of Duty games they went off and and built the Titanfall series which doesn't get enough love and they're incredible online multiplayer so this feels like that it's set in the same universe even though there's not really much to do with Titanfall yet um 
it's a smaller map than well a denser map i guess than pubg so it's not quite as peaceful as pubg but you still can go for 20 minutes sometimes you know just avoiding battles sneaking around getting your ammo and it plays so fucking slickly because these are the guys who invented the way that far cry now plays you know so this plays in that sort of far cry way incredible sliding mechanics so when you're running and you just hit the slide button from far cry you will just keep going down a hill for like you don't stop you'll just keep sliding and you can like press another button and then jump out and into another slide and it just feels so sexy and smooth love it fps Um, slide oh it's the best um which is going to come into play in a bit later in, in this show with a different game that does not have the FPS slide. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, yeah, I miss it when it's gone. But yeah, no, I, I mean, in short, I'll get into it next week, but I just want to say for, to you, because I haven't talked to you about it, I, um, I have not been this obsessively online, playing a game online since my GTA online days many, many, many years ago. Um quite a lot of years ago now like four years ago or something like that mm-hmm. like this has got me every single day i wake up and I'm like oh, i just play a little bit of apex legends and then at night time my friends are online it's like yeah let's all just hook up chat and play some apex legends and people will like go off and other people will come in um and even though it's ostensibly pointless because the whole point of a battle royale is you can't start the game better than anybody else so your xp can't give you new powers or anything like that it just gives you skins and you know costumes and stuff so it's kind of like why even bother because you're not really progressing but you do learn tactics you get better you know um i'm playing a lot with chris straver um and we're just learning how to get better and better at the game even though we still well he's better than i am but i suck um (laughs) but it just feels so fucking good to play that it's a joy almost every time um so yeah i'm fucking i'm loving it and um yeah it had so within 24 hours of it releasing 1 million people played it within a week 25 million people had played apex legends small numbers um, <laughs> potatoes <laughs> yeah it's interesting um, i was like no. <clears throat> i was reflecting again uh recently on why i have why i feel like i haven't um sort of invested more time in playing online multiplayer games i mean one for one it's it's a time thing organizing time with friends can be be tricky sometimes and just when it all works out um but then i was also thinking that i think for me there was a gap in my sort of gaming life i guess where games went where games jumped into online multiplayer and that was i missed that kind of period um so for me there's still so much of a joy of like being in the same room with people and playing a game together um, and sharing that experience regardless of what the game is. Like maybe if we were playing one of these games like land party style or in the same room, maybe I would enjoy it more just having that that sort of in-person interaction. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, there, there's nothing yet that's like really sort of pulled me in where I'm like, oh, I just want to keep doing that. Um, with friends yeah no i agree i agree like again like this is an exception to the rule for me with competitive at least like i know you're saying it with co-op as well but for Mm -hmm. me it's like maybe with you know we'll get to it well we can get to it right now but with far cry new dawn like maybe that's something we can try some co-op with sometimes because that's for me it's like those far cry games 
there's something about again you got to play with the right people who are in the right mindset when i play it with lee he just wants to run and shooting everything and i get frustrated because mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm trying to stealth but when i'm playing it with katie and for sure playing it side by side with two tvs is the ultimate way to do that um but even online it's just something lovely about tagging enemies for each other and then sort yeah. of you know strategizing how to flank and then one of you's ready in case things go bad with a different weapon and all that stuff like it's feels really good um so a lot of games man we're in fucking hell man we're halfway through february that's crazy it's fucking crazy um but an exciting time because i feel like um since the end of red dead 2 i've sort of had i've sort of been filling that space up until kind of this week knowing that some of these games are coming out some big games um, are coming well before we get to big games then because you've been plugging your time with what odyssey a lot of you went back to yep, that going back to odyssey and just being sort of blown away by the scale of that game I, I, I think i've finished the main part of the story but there's still like huge well there's yeah one part of the main story there's still big chunks of it that i haven't finished um and i think i'm almost 100 hours in it's insane and there's like that massive crazy. massive chunks of the map that are undiscovered yet so it's 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 been a, it's a been a good um game to to play during this time i i was speaking to katie about it actually because she's playing it as well and i with this game i find it really easy to drop back into if i haven't played it in a while um sort of i remember one of your comments was that this game feels very gamey and i think because it is like that it does make it easier to just leave for a little bit play something else and then come back into and and really sort of find your rhythm and and the mechanics of it just really quickly which i like um um so i've been playing that i played a bit of resident evil 2 uh which i knew was going to be a struggle for me because i struggle with the spooky games <laughs> and I, I i'm surprised i got as far as i did when that big guy what's his name the big mr x mr x the moment he came around and mr. started x, yeah. stomping around and i could hear him <laughs> i literally turned off the <laughs> the xbox i was like i'm done oh yeah man it's it's fucking like i don't play horror games much anymore um but i will if it's something special and i really enjoyed resident evil 7 so i was like i'm definitely going to try resident evil 2 i don't normally go for the remakes but this is like i, do, I think we should say like this is this is how you do a remake this is the best i think yeah. remake ever made in it's, terms of it's, it's taking all the game. stuff from the original it's spinning some of the play like where he appears isn't at the same place where the liquors appear isn't at the same mm-hmm. place like things has like been changed from the original to subvert your expectations if you know it that well but it's also yeah. very faithful there's a lot of old tropes in there it looks gorgeous like it's really pretty oh it looks amazing yeah but he is terrifying as soon as he turned out because i had like a nice rhythm going with the game where yeah. i was just like getting everything being very meticulous mm-hmm. doing headshots even though every zombie takes like nine to ten headshots because they go down and then get up and then go down and then get up it's ridiculous uh but when he turned up yeah i have to admit i was nearly like can i keep going (laughs) because he's just too i don't need that pressure right now yeah and it's when you realize he can come into that main hall Mm. have you did you get that happen to you like that's when i was just like fuck man so i played as um i played as leon okay because you played as is it cassie right yeah yeah uh claire claire Claire, sorry not cassie claire um so yeah it was um uh yeah i felt exactly the same where i had a really nice rhythm i was like okay this is good i'm kind of 
was getting used to the scares and the expectations and then yeah that just it's too much it's too much i couldn't do it i couldn't play anymore i couldn't play anymore too stressful have you seen that amazing um that amazing who's the guy who does the there's a video online and someone's edited a whole bunch of footage of because what's great for people who haven't played it when again we're not doing spoilers for any of these games we should say we're just gonna like you mm-hmm. know highlight certain elements but when Mr. X is like walking around, you can hear his footsteps stomping around and then you hear this music that kind of like builds as he's getting closer to you. Mm. And it's really fucking scary because you just know when you're, when you're like, oh, I've got to go down this corridor and then you can hear it getting loud and you're like, oh shit, you just turn around yeah. and go the other way. Um, but someone took that and they, who did the track, uh, the song with the X going to give it to you? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that song, I've forgotten who it is. They've done that. So whenever he's nearby, you can just hear that in the distance getting louder and then fading. And then suddenly he comes through a wall and the music just like blasts out. It's fucking hilarious. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, beautiful that was, looking game. Really looks amazing. Yeah. I did. I completed that game and I'm very proud because I don't complete many games nowadays. Mm. Um but I did keep going with it. I, I really love it. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a yeah. brilliant game. I'm fed up, though, at the end of every Resident Evil game, you're in lab- laboratories. Laboratories? Laboratory. Um, I don't need it. <laughs> um, I so has that been the, the only game stuff. that you've been playing up until this point? Um, before Apex? No, how? Before I get to I do want to ask you, with Odyssey then, because mm-hmm. a lot of people who respected Red Dead... Well, like, yeah, but I respect the hell out of it. I think the story is incredible, but I didn't enjoy playing it because it's not gamey. And a lot of them then went back to Odyssey and said they preferred Odyssey. Would you like Red Dead 3 to be more gamey again, but to keep this sort of way they do story? Or um, No, I, I would like it to be as it is and, and that real that realism. I think what I would like from a Red Dead game is... And and we spoke about we've spoken about this a bunch that the 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 thing with Rockstar games the balance of narrative driven stuff and missions and wanting you to feel like you're in an open world and for mm. me I would want more of a sense of an open world in the Red Dead games but I I mean I loved the the realism and the feel of it and the weight of it and um um. But, but but yes, you know, I ended up shifting to sort of the experience that you had of just like, okay, well, there are moments here where I feel like I'm being forced into the narrative where I do want to take a step back. And I want to have, you know, where I wanted to, f- I wanted to get more out of this beautiful, beautiful world that they had created. Um, yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Have- what was that? No, I was just like, do you think there would be a way for them to do... And they never would, because Rockstar love doing cutscenes, because they secretly mm-hmm. want to be making movies, I'm convinced. <laughs> but do you think there'd be a way to do a Red, Gay game, Red Dead game where it's like... The world building is there, the character building is there, like all those characters are there, but there's like no cutscenes. It's all just you interacting with that world. And you could do it not in the same way as God of War does it, but in like single shot almost, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You're just in it. Yeah, yeah. Living it. Yeah, yeah. That was a thing that I really, really liked about God of War was just that fluidity between you playing and cutscenes. Yeah, that it felt, it still made you feel that you were uh, involved in those moments, rather than it's just like, oh, cool, I'll just put the controller down here. Um, Yeah. Um. 
but but yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up that sort of realism and the beauty of that game and make it more gamey for sure. Yeah, that's my problem when people say that stuff. It's like you, as as has been well documented, I was very frustrated with some of the ways they incorporated that. But I don't want them to not keep trying to do that because mm-hmm. no one else is. So yeah. it's like why you don't want everything to be the same. Like mm-hmm. and for people who are saying, Oh, but it's not as much fun, it's like, well it doesn't it's not always about having fun. Like I don't like this idea that games are just about having fun. They can yeah. be about experiences and, you know, getting you entrenched in a story in different ways than just entertaining you. Because it's funny, like even just playing Odyssey the other day and I was riding riding uh, my horse and just going over different landscapes and there's there's no variation in, in how like the horse or you react to the environment and how mm-hmm. it changes. Um, and that was a moment where I was like, oh, I miss that sort of realism from Red Dead where you can like, you really see it or you feel it in, in your controls. Like, and it was just a hell of an achievement hell of an achievement yeah, no for sure i keep i'm definitely going to go back to do some more red dead to just give me a little bit of time um i went back to try and do odyssey i actually ended up deleting it it took a hefty decision because i kept trying <laughs> to tell myself i'm going to get into it and i just couldn't like and because i hadn't got into it enough at the beginning i had the opposite from you i went back to it and i was like i really can't get into this and right i jumped into a boat and just got destroyed because i couldn't remember how everything worked and <laughs> yeah it was just I don't know. again i respect that game i really do they're just not what i need um which you know i'm I'm happy that they're evolving and they're doing different things but it's just not yeah what i'm looking for well the thing with odyssey too is i really have enjoyed the the lead character cassandra but so many of the characters outside of her like the character that plays her brother just awful right like awful. Right, right. <laughs> just the voice acting and it just yeah it's not it's nowhere near it doesn't it doesn't feel anywhere near as polished as as um red dead or god of war as far as like the characters yeah. outside of your lead um, which still aren't the same as naughty dog or something so it's like there's yeah, all these levels yeah. of greatness now mm-hmm. um i tried to play kingdom hearts 3 the much much hyped game for what 15 years or however long it's been um i fucking hate kingdom hearts 3 man <laughs> i hate it so so much mm. the i i did like, a tweet your, Twitter, your the, mini Twitter review is very funny. <laughs> I, can't, I meant it sincerely. I was trying not to be an <laughs> arsehole about it, but just the main menu, yeah, just made me want to throw my face against a wall. Like, it just looks like something from the PS2 era. It's so antiquated. You, The cutscenes go on forever, just forever, <laughs> and the dialogue's terrible, and the voice acting's terrible, and then you suffer through all of that, and you get to these levels which are you know these disney themed levels which i guess if you really and i enjoy disney uh, but if you really love disney maybe you're going to get something out of i get fucking nothing out of this it's like playing you know and it's some of it's well polished but then other bits are kind of like the very first time you control your character it's to walk four steps forward and then another cutscene takes over <laughs> and, it, and it's like what are you doing like it's just so stupid I get people really, really love that game, um, which, fine, have fun. I want everyone to enjoy everything, so great. But I think that game is so just antiquated. and no Yeah. Idea. It's not for me. Not for me at all. Um, I was playing some Unruly Heroes, which I highly recommend to people. Uh, if So Unruly Heroes is by some of the people who did the Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins games, which, mm-hmm. in my opinion... Um, and quite a few people's opinions are the best modern 2D platformers. 
Um, I think Rayman Legends and Rayman Origins are just phenomenal games. And Unruly Heroes looks like a progression of that art style. It's really beautiful. There's a bit Ooh, more combat pretty. elements in it. Um, but it plays yeah, beautifully. It looks gorgeous. Um, and it's a great stopgap if you're kind of frustrated that there hasn't been another Rayman game in quite some time. Oh, cool. Um, is it about the legend of Monkey? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's is. cool. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend that. I can't remember how much it is, though. So. Um, yeah, like I say, completed Resident Evil 2. And then, yeah, just mostly... Oh, no, then I had like a brief love affair with a game called Away, Journey to the Unexpected. Um, so this game, <laughs> it's... I didn't know much or anything about it before I suddenly saw it and then I, I liked the trailer to it so I was like I can give this a go and it's a first person roguelike game but with all these different elements mixed in so basically it's it's like very anime but like 90s anime style um, the, ca- the world is 3D but the characters are 2D but really yeah. polished and you basically start in your house you go to these lands that are sort of like mini open world maps um you can collect cubes which allow you to collect friends who can then help you create a team that have different attributes and then you go into three dungeons which are randomly generated you have to find a boss key fight the boss um sorry yeah do you do that for what do you have to do fuck i can't remember um, and then, yeah no sorry then you throw a lever in each one and then three levers unlock then a gate to the end that dungeon and then you go in there and fight a boss and then that gives you a star and then you can go to other doors to other realms um and i was just like but if you die you lose you you go back right back to the beginning but oh, like yeah. in a rogue in a roguelike game you keep all the money that you had you don't keep right. your friends like you'd have to go and get them again but everything basically resets but you'll kind of have more money more um you know knowledge on mm-hmm. how to do certain things you might have gained unlocked an extra heart so you're a bit stronger whatever um so it's got a great loop in terms of oh fuck i'm done with this and then it gives you something you're like oh okay i'm back in <laughs> and you go and like try again however i tweeted about this a few times at the developer and they never go back to me because um, I am stuck no man I'm stuck and I swear it's not my fault you go at the very beginning there's two ways you can go one is a forest level and one's a desert level the forest level then will lead you to a snow level so if you die in a snow level you gotta go kind of do some of the forest level again there's a shortcut but do some of it then get back to the snow level I did everything I could in that journey I then needed to go to the desert level the desert level I don't know how but it's treating it as if I've done it because all of the dungeons are blocked by boulders, which I've read online is what happens when you're done. However, I haven't done it, so the gate's not open to the boss. So as soon as I go into the desert level, I'm stuck in the desert level because you can't get back out again. So I just have to restart the game. And that's the only way for me to progress now is through the desert level, and it's fucked. So I've tweeted at them. It hasn't been patched. I don't believe Fix it's my fault. the glitch, guys yeah so that was disappointing because i was into that game and i and i ended up because i didn't reply i ended up saying to them man i've been i was day one with this game and i was i was really enjoying it and tweeting about it and i was like my love affair is over because you're not even saying oh really sorry well we're fixing that or whatever you know um but if they fix that probably it's worth a dabble it looks great i might check it out uh and then i'll tweet at them and then they won't reply (laughs) yeah yeah, don't then, just try to go straight in the desert and see what happens. 
Um, maybe I just did. I don't know what I did to make it happen. And then, of course, all the big games. So this week, that's why we're really here. We're going to talk about... Well, it's not why we're really here. Because have you played any of these games? Uh, no. I've loaded one of them on my um, Xbox and... Can I just, just can I guess one. which one? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, oh, yeah, I do know. I know. Actually, sorry. Which way around that was. Okay. So you're, uh, we've got Metro Exodus, which mm-hmm. you have just loaded. Just loaded, yep. Far Cry New Dawn, which you've bought physical. Yep, because like I told you, I want to keep up my hard copies of Far Cry's. And for people who don't know, you're a big Far Cry fan. So. Yep, I did, I did come into the series very late, um, Far Cry 4, because of my gap in my gaming life. Um, but I've just loved the series. I've gone back and played a bit of 3 and 2. Um, which Hard is, to go back. Which is difficult, which is difficult, but I can certainly appreciate um, where they've got to by going and seeing those games. For sure. I still prefer the story in 3 to any of them, but yeah, it's hard to go back from the sort of mechanics of the modern ones. Mm-hmm. You play Primal as well. Play Primal? I loved it. I really loved Primal. I don't know if many people did. I think it's, I mean, I think it's got some passionate defenders. I liked it just and because I, I got, got to use a bow and arrow the whole time. Well, this is what's so weird. This is what I was saying to you. Is like, I played Far Cry 4. Well, yeah, 4 then Primal and 5, wasn't it? I played Far, Far Cry 4 almost exclusively with a bow and arrow. Like, that's mm-hmm. all I wanted to play it with. So I was so excited to do Primal. But then there was something about Primal just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like that I didn't have that I had to play just with a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Kind of annoyed me because then it wasn't like my choice. And yeah, and also just something about the map just felt a bit too claustrophobic to yep. me. Um, not being able to do the nice paragliding and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Not paragliding, whatever, squirrel suiting. Um, but no, I, I like Bramble Fine. Um, so yeah, Far Cry New Dawn is out, uh, Jump Force is out, and Crackdown 3 is out. This is a date that everyone's been talking about because then next week we've got Anthem, uh, which had a kind of crazy demo go up that people were upset with because it was all broken and they should have just called it a beta and it makes no sense why they'd call it a demo and it's clearly a beta and now everyone's upset with Anthem um, and then what's that after that there's something else big whatever but yeah four big games I've played a few hours in each of them I'm sorry I'm just looking at the list now trying to decide what. let's just get rid of Jump Force straight away <laughs> so Jump Force is basically uh, it's from Shonen Jump the Japanese manga uh, compendiums mm-hmm. where they come out with One Piece, Dragon Ball. Uh, I think One Punch Man is from it as well, isn't he? Um, uh, other people as well <laughs> that I've yep. forgotten now. Bleach is Bleach in it. Um, all of those people. And this is like 30 characters or something. I believe, I'll be honest, I don't know that much about it, but it looked kind of pretty and people were really hyped about it. It's a fighting game, but when you start it, which I did, I've put like an hour and a half into it, but when you start, you create your character, which took me ages. And I didn't expect to create a character. I thought. Oh I was wait, you get create to pick a character? It. Yeah. Interesting. I know. And then they train you how to fight in just such an antiquated way, where I'm just like, oh, I just spent about <laughs> 20 minutes just being taught how to push up and tap X. <laughs> and then a cutscene happened that went on for literally maybe 10 minutes, and it was Ooh. so bad, so bad. I was getting really frustrated, and then it finally comes out of that, and then it just goes back into another cutscene. And I was like, oh, and I was really, and there's no skipping anything. I was getting quite frustrated. Um, so I've only just got into really playing it. So I'll be honest, I can't really have an opinion on it properly yet, but I'm already out. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> the amount of cutscenes annoyed the crap out of me. 
I'm hoping if I push a little bit further, it'll just give me the you know fun fighting game that I want. I don't need all the story stuff. Maybe there's a different option in the main menu. I'll go back through it. But I just shoved some in quickly before we came. We jumped on this podcast. So, I mean, the Dragon Ball part of it is a big draw for me, but I'm not going to play it probably. Well, I may just to check it out, but for those reasons. The thing is, we've got Dragon Ball Fighters. So if people exactly. want a Dragon Ball fighting game, that's beautiful and great. And, and I'm I'm, and I'm holding out for the new um, the Dragon Ball RPG that was announced. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I'm always hoping. I always want like a great Zelda Dragon Ball. You know. Yeah, that'd be fucking um, cool. Something with some superpowers. Something like Crackdown Three. <laughs> so, <laughs> Alex, in your gaming gap that I have heard legend of. Yep. Um, does that mean you never got to play Crackdown One? I never got to play Crackdown One. No okay so crackdown one came out xbox 360 right at the beginning of the xbox 360 was it i think it was either a launch day or a launch window game right but it came with halo 3 i think it was online multiplayer code uh so like a beta code back in those days where you had to like buy a disc for one game to get the code for another game (laughs) to play it early so a lot of people brought crackdown just to play that and then found out that Crackdown was a delightful game. And you jumped around. It's known for agility orbs, where you just collect these orbs that are all around the city um, in different tiers of power. And you'll hear them when you're nearby. It does this sort of... Which became very, very the good key sound, sound for it. Thank you. Um, no, I was fucking crazy about this game, and my XX girlfriend used to play a lot of it as well. Um, just because you got addicted to those orbs you just wanted to <laughs> grab them um and that's how it be- and that's every time you get one you get more powerful so that as you collect more orbs you can jump higher and get more orbs and it becomes this very addicting simple loop <laughs> that was then siphoned off to tons of games but where the other games would have more to do whereas this was pretty much just yeah shooting gangs taking over the city it had a cool online thing which i remember actually um I remember playing it and not realizing my console was online because it was quite in those days where was, I was new to <laughs> online consoles. And I'm just playing, walking around my city, and suddenly this truck comes flying out of nowhere and smacks me in the head. And then I hear this kid just going, <laughs> over his microphone. <laughs> and I realized someone had invaded my world and was throwing trucks at me. That's amazing. And just like fought over the city. Everybody loved Crackdown. Crackdown was one of the best games in 360. Crackdown 2 then came out from a different team um, and kind of fucked it up a bit. I don't think it fucked it up as much as everyone else did, but it was much hated. So Crackdown 3 has been a long, long, long awaited game. And they announced it, what, three and a half years ago or more ago at E3? Yikes. With that sound. They did it with a... (laughs) And everyone knew the agility orbs were coming. Um... And it's become a running joke because they announced it, it looked basically finished. They said it was going to be running off of the cloud, which allowed them extra power was going to be siphoned to your Xbox through the cloud to allow the massive destruction of the city. Interesting. Um, and it was, it was this whole new technology that they wanted to do. And then it just disappeared. And they kept not talking about it. And then they kept not showing it for years and no one really knew what was going on because people had played it like three and a half years ago. Uh, well, press people had played it. Um, and then it finally got announced when it was going to come out. It got pushed, I think. And then now here it is. It's out. It's and arrived. I've played maybe three hours of it. 
And now, what do you think? Oh man, (laughs) I am not being hyperbolic, and I wouldn't. And I've had to think about this quite carefully. And I went back today and played Crackdown One, which is now 4K upresed. No improvement to textures, no improvement to the game, but just you know, can you can play it so it looks crisp at least. Mm -hmm. I had to play that alongside Crackdown Three to come up with some difficult things to say. (laughs) <laughs> I think everyone's gonna go hyper, everyone's gonna go over the top and say Crackdown three looks worse than Crackdown one. It doesn't. Yikes. It's very fucking close. Like it's very close. It's startling. I mean it's got better draw distance. You can see into the distance better. And there aren't as many jaggies, obviously. Things are a bit smoother, a little bit shinier. <laughs> But holy fucking shit, is this a rough game, man. Like, this game is really, really, really bad looking. Um, oh, God. It's shocking. Like, I mean, it's really shocking. And it plays... I mean, when I was playing it last night without going back to Crackdown 1, I was just shocked. I was like, oh, my God, this looks terrible, and it feels terrible. It just feels so old and you don't have to do anything like it's so easy man you just run up and just hold and you just shoot someone and the most i've had to do for strategy is occasionally jump and strafe while shooting things including bosses it's just so easy it's bewildering and i went back and played crackdown one now i have to say here's the caveat if someone new was coming to me and saying i've got to play a crackdown game do i play one two or three i would probably yes say play three like it plays very close to crackdown one and it does do things a little bit better, I think, than Crackdown 1. However, this is that weird divide. You know when there's a sequel, you know, to a long-awaited game, or to, like, an old game, mm-hmm. and people always comparing it to that original? And the reality is that original might have been great then, but to play that now, it's not the same. Yeah. That's kind of how this is. It's, sure, you could argue it's as good as Crackdown 1, maybe better than Crackdown 1, but that's not where we are at anymore. Like, it needed to be something different and to evolve and to be better are you watching it? Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking at some clips and, and images. It's fucking staggering, man. <laughs> I don't want to say man so much in this episode. It's very weird. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's, it blew me away. And I'm going to say something I honestly had to think very carefully about. Not that it matters what I say on this podcast. But I don't say this stuff lightly. I honestly think Microsoft shouldn't have released this game. They shouldn't have released it for free. They shouldn't have certainly shouldn't have released it for money as it is. It's on Game Pass, so if you're on Game Pass, you're going to get it for free, like every Microsoft uh, first-party game. But they just sh- should have fucking just binned it, just scrapped it, just gone. No, this isn't good enough. Like this isn't the standard that our first-party games should be at. It's out because Microsoft have so few first-party games, um, which is going to lead us into something I think we should talk about after we've talked about these games. Um, you know, which is the future of these consoles and getting PlayStation 5 and the new Xbox. But they have so few first-party games. Last year, they had Forza Horizon 4. Uh, they had State of Decay 2. They had Sea of Thieves. I mean, I'm, I'm watching, I'm watching the trailer now. And it looks like a 360 game. Yeah. Interesting. No, <laughs> absolutely. It's... It's... They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have released it. I think it's very detrimental to their image. 
to have released this game. This is a first-party game, Alex. Name <laughs> some of Sony's first-party games over the last year. Um, you got, God of you War. You got Spider-Man. God of War, yeah. yeah Detroit. Uh, Detroit. Um, what else have I played? Year before that, you got Horizon. Yeah. Uncharted 4. Uncharted 4. Last Think Guardian. about those games. Yeah. Think about God of War. Look at this. Look at what you're looking at and think about those games. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crackdown 3 is better? Is that is that the angle we're going? <laughs> it's not remotely good enough. Like, it's not... You've been this game. You don't allow yeah. it to come out. It's mm. damaging to the image of Microsoft. And I don't know that I've ever, ever been so shocked by a decision one of like the big three gaming companies or console game companies has made has the um general sort of sort of consensus on this game been along the same lines as you are you being like well, f- more polite are people be are more people more angry what's what's the vibe do i sound do i sound polite i said microsoft should scrap it and <laughs> just swallow the cost of multiple <laughs> millions of dollars for five years or six years or however long it's been um, I know IGN gave it a 5 out of 10, um, which I think is too high. I do. Right. Uh, I mean, here's the thing. You can switch off your brain, and I, in about two and a half hours, I completed about 40% of this game. Like, not all of the little bits, necessarily, but there's a map you're trying to basically take back. I took back some, like nearly, nearly half of the map. And maybe it gets a lot harder, so it slows you down. But... I, c- I might still keep playing just out of sort of perverse curiosity and because it's just so easy to do. It's just mind-numbingly yeah. just turn your brain off and just press the buttons. Um, and there is still an enjoyable thing that comes from collecting the agility orbs, but I, I got that however many... How many years ago was Crackdown 1? <laughs> like, I think it said 2009. Yeah, I could totally believe that. It's crazy. Um, so right now on Metacritic, Crackdown has a meta score of 60 based on 51 critics. A user score of 3.5 based wow. on 259. Um, and I don't disagree. It's staggeringly stupid to release this game. And uh, again, if people have Game Pass, if you don't have Game Pass, people should get Game Pass. You're going to get deals on lots and lots of games, um, a, li- a great access to a library of games, but you're also going to get every Microsoft first-party game for free, which on day one, which doesn't sound great right now, <laughs> but, you know, Forza Horizon 4 for free day one, Sea of Thieves free day one, the future, tw- they've bought like 12 companies doing cool stuff, you're going to get Halos on day one, Gears of War on day one, all for free, and one of those games basically pays for your entire subscription. So it's 100% worth getting, and everyone then can play Crackdown 3 and give it a go. Um, but if you're not on Game Pass, do not pay money for this game, please. I'm just please, reading please, please. a review by uh, Kiza McDonald at Kotaku.com. I like her right. last paragraph here. She said, <laughs> Still, we've ended up with 12 to 15 hours of uncomplicated fun that recaptures the good stuff about the first two Crackdown games without offering much of an evolution. It's like the last 10 years just didn't happen. Yeah, <laughs> it, re- it really, really is. Amazing. Um, anyway, that's my crackdown rant. <laughs> um, I will not be checking that one. That's not at the top of my list. <laughs> again, just don't pay money for it. Like anyone has Game Pass, mm. do, do try it out because it's just perversely intriguing. Um, 
so the other two big games yes are those things that we talked about that i've forgotten metro exodus and far cry new dawn um now you've never played a metro game you said but you're intrigued i am intrigued um so i don't know yeah much about the series to be honest i remember seeing um one of the early trailers for this game and i thought it looked really um really beautiful but i was also a bit hesitant because i guess i have like Far Cry is the perfect type of first-person shooter for me because it's single-player. I mean, yes, you can drop in and do co-op stuff. It's open world. You can do the sort of campaign story stuff at your own pace. You can explore. There's, like, really time and space. It's not like everything's threatening you all at once and you're under attack. And and that I really, really like. Um, So, yeah, so seeing this, I was like, "Mm, what's it going to be like? I'm not sure. Is it worth checking out? And then... I was also a little hesitant because of the spooky monster kind of <laughs> factor. <laughs> and I didn't know, because I, I don't know, because I know nothing about this game. I wasn't sure like how horror based it was. Um, but then, yeah, you what you sent me a little, what was it that you sent the other day? You tagged me in and it was sort of saying like the game demands you to take your time. Yeah. Take it slow. And yeah, in a time when like it was first person shooters, uh, it was from the IGN review and time with first person shooters are in keep accelerating this film mm-hmm. this game forces you to go slow oh, i um, love that which appeals to you <laughs> yeah so i was like <laughs> i am definitely checking this out now for sure um yeah i mean i yeah i was, I was surprised when you said the thing about the horror thing it never occurred to me to see them as horror games that i they're only horror in the same way that gears of war is horror you know right there yep. are some spooky creatures in gears of war and some spooky moments but mm-hmm. at, at its heart it's not a spooky game yeah this i guess is a bit more spooky but only because it's better at what it's doing like it's very mood based so when you do have a spooky bit sure it might be a bit more spooky this one i would say is the least spooky right of the trilogy um because the first two are mostly set underground in quite tense situations this one is different so this one for people that don't know metris is a third metro game but don't worry about it you do not need to have played the other ones at all they're all kind of self-contained they're based on this russian book um which is an international bestseller i believe and the team that do these games originally used to do pc games like stalker which was based on the uh, classic uh, film stalker from russia i believe as well which is really great um it's I used to love Stalker on PC, but I didn't have a PC, so I'd play a bit at my friend's house, and it was exactly what I wanted at that point, which is huge open world, very realistic, and now we get lots of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what we don't get anymore are PC-like games on console, or how PC games used to be, which is Half-Life-style games, which is, you know, like a real single-player narrative story, first-person shooter that has there's a certain quality you know to pc games and not quite as slick but the graphics are better in certain it's like an interesting you know balance and this game feels just like that like it's not quite as slick to play as far cry i have to say right off the bat if you have xbox one x there's a latency issue with the controller which i was very happy has been documented online i can only presume they're working on it because when i first started playing i was like immediately I just thought I can't play this because there's a latency issue. You'll tap. Oh, that's so frustrating. Yeah, any any direction on your analog stick, it takes like half a second for it to happen, and 
that hypersecond feels a long time. Was that like happening Apex constantly as you were playing it or would it just sort of well, constantly. happen every now and again? No, it's the whole time. Um, so it feels a bit treacly, um, which I've, I got used to. Like I can play it like that, but I really hope they patch it soon because it is detrimental to the game. Um, and I believe that's only on Xbox One X that, that it's like that. Um, it's for anyone who thinks Red Dead Redemption 2 is an exception for how beautiful games can look this game is fucking beautiful like the environments particularly on the X are just so pretty Um, the facial animations are good but not you know they're trying to go for super realism Um, but it's really these environments and going from this to Far Cry which we'll talk about in a second New Dawn I was really struck with just how the attention to detail in these environments are it's, wow. it's a staggering game um, the gameplay of it is very good but no it's not quite as slick as Far Cry like you don't have slide mechanics which upsets me but it's not that type <laughs> of game it's it's yeah. not about fluid movement and feeling like a hero it's about feeling like an ordinary person um, and it's got that old school PC Half-Life vibe to it um, and I really miss Half-Life style games, so I, I've, I've been really, really excited about this. And then as I was reading some reviews just where it came out, they're all very high, but with a few caveats to problems with the game. And as I was playing it, the latency was a problem. Obviously, that would be patched. My biggest problem so far, some of the voice acting's good, some of it's not. You know, Again, it's very good for games, but not as good as it should be. And considering... Mm how beautiful the game is i want the voice acting to be as good you know i I want it to be at that level there's there's no real blood in the game which is very strange because it definitely feels like an adult game but the violence doesn't feel there which shouldn't be a problem but it is because there's also an impact issue so when you're shooting things it feels good but it doesn't feel amazing like there's not right they feel a little bit like a ragdoll sponge you know things will die and fall it's only a a small amount but it's just because the game is at such a high quality you expect it to tick every box Mm -hmm. and there's like there's also sound effects sort of problems like when someone comes along and like punches someone you don't feel that like a proper thud yeah it kind of feels a bit wet so there is an impact of violence in the game both visually and sound which is missing a little bit for me um but i'm really loving what i've played so far particularly if you get past i think the first hour is well the first like 10 minutes i love and then the first hour is fine but it's got some stealth bits that i didn't enjoy and then what's interesting about this game is that it's very different from the other ones you're not stuck underground the whole time you're on this train that's essentially taking you from location to location and each location is sort of a mini open world area that you can do things with um so don't go into it expecting Far Cry or that kind of thing. Like, do go into it expecting more of a Half-Life thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully... I don't know your relationship with Half-Life, if you ever enjoyed those or not, but... Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm really curious like to see how this uh, plays and how... I mean, because it looks stunning. So uh, I will definitely get back to you with my thoughts on it. But it's... Um, yeah, I'll be intrigued. It's right on top of the list at the moment for sure you play well at the beginning at least you're playing with your wife as well which is an interesting dynamic interesting interesting um and then yeah far cry new dawn which was the last one well shonen shonen jump was the last one i played but i played that after metro and immediately just felt like oh i feel so good to be back (laughs) in hope county 
yeah. to get all those slick controls, great reaction when you're shooting people. It just felt when you're talking about going back to Odyssey and getting back in the swing, this feels just like that. You know, it's like oh, it's so good. And how is that jump Cry. for you going? Because um, obviously, with between Far Cry Four and Far Cry Primal, it was like okay. We're basically using the same map, but we're repackaging it into something different. Whereas here, narratively at least, it's in the same place 17 years yeah. later. Um, yeah, how is the impact of that going into it for you? Well, I'm not far enough into the story to really get the repercussions in that way. But um, gameplay, I mean, it looks beautiful. It's very similar, but, you know, with all this uh, technicolor kind of foliage and weird mutant creatures and stuff... If this, because this game's 40 bucks rather than 60 bucks. So, you know, it's definitely mm-hmm. a stopgap kind of game. If this game had been announced as DLC for Far Cry 5, I was thinking about it how we mentally approach games, you know. And rather than it being a new game, it was like, no, New Dawn, that's new DLC. Download it now. Yeah. It patches into that, that opening screen of Far Cry 5. I don't know what reviews this is getting yet, but I think it would get like really, really high reviews. I think it would be, this is one of the best DLCs out there because yeah. it takes what's already there and does something new with it. Um, as a game on its own sure you can moan that you know these locations but everything feels different yeah but with that nice similarity um i don't know i'm really i'm really enjoying it it's very weird though because they both both that and metro both start with train elements they both start with a very similar opening cutscene shot um of a camera that's in like a single shot telling a story they both start with you paired up with a female um it's very weird there's a lot of parody between the two but very different and it was strange i was playing metro and going oh i love the look of it some of these controls aren't quite right but it's so nice to be back in a proper like slow paced first person shooter and then i went far cry and it was immediately oh this feels so good yeah yeah and it looks gorgeous but as soon as i would stop i stopped like in a room in far cry and i went to get a drink and i came back and i immediately even said out loud because i'm a crazy person who's talks out loud to myself in Airbnb. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was just like, oh, that's that's not as good at all. Like the, the, when you're inside a house in Far Cry New Dawn compared to like being inside a house in Metro Exodus, there's no comparison. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely feels and looks more gamey in Far Cry. Yeah. Whereas Metro feels like a lived-in world. Um, but the gameplay of Far Cry is, is definitely more fun and enjoyable. Yeah, because I mean, I'm really looking forward to I actually, yeah, really like the idea that they were like, oh, we're going to keep it in Hope County and and show the sort of aftermath of the ending of Far Cry 5 17 years later. But it does, from the moment they released the trailer, yeah, it felt very much like, oh, this is a big DLC thing. It very much felt like that. Um, But but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to, to dropping into this world because of having those links to the last game and sort of seeing where they take it. Um, and as I understand, there's more like crafting elements and stuff in this game as well, right? And like base building? Yeah, there's building. more crafting elements. There's some base building stuff. I'm not a fan of all the base stuff. Like you yeah. have like your base. Again, I'm pretty early, so I haven't you know done that much of it yet. The thing I'm most worried about that I know a lot of people are excited about is there's a different system for the outposts. Um, right. It's more like Far Cry 2, but in a not just in far cry 2 you'd go away and they'd come back again in this it's built into a system where things improve loot i think gets better or xp gets better but people move back into the outpost you can't just clear them out um right 
which to me stresses me out a little bit. I like gradually cleaning a map mm-hmm. and going, oh, everything's done now. Um, I don't know if I want that repetitive threat. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Could you play as a girl in Far Cry 5 at the beginning? Um. Oh, like was it was that an option? I can't remember. I yeah, think do you so. have a choice? I didn't think so. Maybe we're wrong. Because in this one, you get to choose if you want to be a guy. Oh, or a girl. maybe you could actually. I think you could. Because I spent uh, a, I spent a substantial amount of time trying to decide: do I want to be a girl or a guy in Far Cry New Dawn? And then eventually, I picked the girl, and I realized, oh, it's first person. So all I'm going to get is a huh instead of a huh whenever you jump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, you could in Far Cry 5 choose between a male okay. or a female. I think I did actually then um, in Far Cry 5. Um, yeah, what, what yeah. for you, what dictates the gender choices when you play games? How to talk about this without getting in trouble. <laughs> um, <laughs> growing up, if I had the choice, I'd always, always play as the female. Always mm-hmm. if I had the choice. Just because tend to identify more with females growing up than I did with men um, in terms of I'm just not a very guy guy I tend to like get most of my friends with females so I just um, I don't mean necessarily identify like as a female as, as you know some people identify as female I just mean that represented my characteristics better um, so I tended to always pick a girl however I do there's a stupid thing in my brain from playing so many video games as guys because most of them wouldn't let you pick Mm-hmm. where guys are just shown they're always shown in video games as these ridiculously muscular men these you know archetypes you can't possibly live up to and they do feel very powerful in that way and i think for a long time games haven't known how to do women they've just been like oh they're the sexy one and if you yeah, play a yeah. third person you get to look at their butt for the whole game or whatever yeah. it is and i'm really happy now that i feel they're getting they've fi- they found out how to make women um physically powerful in an enjoyable way in video games if you know mm-hmm. what i mean yeah um so nowadays it just depends a bit more like when i played fallout 76 it came down to a bit too oh all the faces are a fucking nightmare for both <laughs> of them so that was a real tough decision but with this one as soon as i could see i could play as a girl far cry new dawn um yeah i was definitely more excited to to be a female what about you yeah. what do you normally choose uh, um for like the far cry i tend to I just tend to choose with whatever comes up first just because I feel there's not, as far as the narrative and how the gameplay is affected, there's not a huge difference between the genders. Um, With Odyssey, I immediately picked Cassandra because she was a much more interesting character and I thought her voice acting and characterization was really, really strong compared to her brother's character who just is just sounds like he's he's like a brickhead like he's just such a he just sounds so dumb and like masculine and like, uh, 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 that it was just it was it was way way less interesting for me to to um to choose him it just didn't feel yeah as interesting so it depends i guess it depends on the game and um what would make yeah. you then... Because, yeah, I picked Cassandra in Odyssey as well. Like, what would make you choose a guy then? Because for me, I think part of it is just a refreshing thing. Because not many games, up until now, where we're getting a better amount of games letting you play as women. 
it's just been uh, partly it's just refreshing to get to play as mm-hmm. not a big yet long haired dude but maybe yeah. if all video games had been women up until this point and now they're starting to introduce men more i'd be more like oh okay let's try playing as a guy for once like i don't know yeah maybe i think part of it is that motive uh that similar aspect of yeah not having um up until this point the opportunity or maybe no that's not entirely accurate but yeah just as a refreshing change of like oh cool they're giving me an option here i'm just going to choose the female character because it'll play out and, and i and i guess i always like to see how especially in games where there is is violence and i i'm i'm, I'm i guess i'm also curious in in how much they adapt that or don't adapt that you know is it just you play the exact same story regardless of gender and you encounter the mm-hmm. same sort of levels of physicality or violence do they sort of cater things to each gender so i'm always curious in that that respect um, yeah i think you're right because it's interesting because the history of games has been based around violent entertainment mm-hmm. and and while there are definitely females who you know can outdo men with violent entertainment it's it's not it's been less of a structure for females in storytelling and stuff like that it's like normally females have more interesting arcs than just i'm going to solve this through violence yeah so yeah i think it can sometimes be a challenge for a developer for me the the greatest balance of that was the last of us where you played as joel and ellie Um, and you sort of saw the contrast in their Spoilers. skills, their abilities, their their age and experience. But then also if you finish that game and then you go on to play the DLC, which is exclusively like Ellie's story as a prequel mm-hmm. to that, like that was just fucking awesome. Like it was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think in the new one, you're going to be as Ellie. You're pr- going to be as pr- Ellie, pr- yeah. Pr- yeah. Primarily. Um, what was I going to say? Words... My brain's really Words. tired today. Far Cry. New Far Dawn. Far Cry. There's something else to do. Yeah, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm genuinely ready. As I'm sitting here right now, we're talking about it. I'm excited to play both of these games. My mm-hmm. worry was I'm really into Apex Legends. I was like, shit, four games are coming out. I'm going to get into all, like at least three of them. I'm not into Crackdown. I'm not into Shonen Jump. I am into Metro and Far Cry, but... I think Metro, I'll be happy to take a... I don't know. Maybe I'll blitz through it, but I, I feel like there's going to be a nice slow pace to play through that game. Yeah, I was going to say, um, do you think you'll find yourself investing time in, more into one than the other? Did Like, naturally kind of just... They give very different one. things. They do. So, I mean, I'll be interested how you feel about them um, because, yeah, they, they itch different things. Um, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> they itch different things. No. They scratch different itches, I guess. I don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I've, I've always found it hard to sort of have two games on the go. I, I tend to like yep. dive into something and just play it sort of relentlessly until I'm finished. And and if there's if I have a feeling once I'm finished, I have that sort of withdrawal kind of feeling. So it's good with open world games when you have sort of side quests and whatever, you can kind of gently ease your way out <laughs> until you go to the next game, which is te- what That's I tend true. to do. Uh, yeah, I've never, I've never sort of, I guess, successfully been able to, to have two games uh, at once going. Well, the, and this is a problem I'm going to have because I like... I historically used to play every first-person shooter out there, and then I got bored of shooting. I wanted to do less shooting. Um, both of these games, I'm definitely going to keep playing, and I'm definitely going to keep playing Apex Legends. All three are very different first-person shooters. 
and <laughs> I might get confused going back and forth between <laughs> just the dynamics and the buttons and things like that. Why you know? won't you slide? Slide! Well, you, yeah. <laughs> there's a very... Because there's a very... Uh, one of the best things about Apex Legends, which I should have mentioned, is just that I don't like talking to strangers on mic. I don't do that at all. So if uh, But Apex Legends... You can't play it like PUBG on your own. You have to play in groups of three. So you're always in a team of three. Um, And it's all about working together uh, as a team. And they've come up with this great system where the button right bumper, which would normally be throwing a grenade in a typical first-person shooter, they've replaced it with a ping system. So anything you look at and you tap that right bumper, you then are coming over radio comms to your friends and marking things on their map from there's an enemy to here's like this weapon to here's some ammo to yeah, let's cool. go over there to anything you want so no one needs to really talk on mic on, in that game everyone's just pinging information back and forth to each other and it's really wonderful and i've had such a great uh, collaboration feeling with strangers like me and chris were playing with this guy and we just had such a fun time playing with him and the way that we're working together that then immediately we just sent him a friend request and then he just kept playing with us for the whole night. <laughs> it was really lovely. Nice. And we never said a word to each other uh, until I think he realized we were both terrible at the game and then he left and we could see he was still playing <laughs> Apex Legends but without <laughs> us uh, That's funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, we'll come back sometime and, and I'm very uh, intrigued on... If, I know you're going to keep playing Far Cry. I'm intrigued as to whether Metro will nudge <laughs> yeah. its way in at all. Well, I think um, uh, Metro is definitely the one I'm going to start with just because I think it's already installed. So, Yes. Um, I think that's so, right yeah. because Far Cry, you'll just get carried away with. Mm. Whereas Metro, again, just give it, like I said, I said my advice to anyone playing Metro is make sure you've got a good three-hour bracket where you know you're not going to be disturbed. Ideally, dark room and just get into the mood of it mm-hmm. because it's a very moody game. Um, and if you find pretty early on there's a stealthy bit that you find a bit frustrating, just push for it. Yeah. Um, like at least get at least get until you're on the train and something you get to your first proper stop, basically. Interesting. To gauge how much you like it. Um, yeah. So that was going to lead us on a little bit more from when we we're talking about the the fucking ab- abysmal disappointment that is Crackdown Three. But the future is coming, Alex. We know there's going to be now. new Xbox. We've PlayStation 5 to come in. Sony have pulled out of E3. They did an announcement this week about why that really happened. Bye. Which, which equates to E3 not really being what it used to be. And they have their own space with PSX to chat about things. So they don't need to be there anymore. And also I think equates to they keep announcing games way too early. And they're not ready uh, to really show everything they need to show at E3. But... I'm just going to ask you a question then straight off the bat. The new generation, probably 2020 is coming. Yeah. Uh, maybe 2021. You're only allowed in your household, your lovely wife, Bethany, who is very uh, good with all, all of our, all of our, uh, what's the word? Predilections, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, she says to you, look, we got the Chucky Blu-rays on the case. <laughs> you got your Scream collection. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm allowing this. You're allowed <laughs> one new console, and that is it. Cool. Are you going to get a PlayStation 5 or the new Xbox? This is a very, very difficult question. But, you know, I think what it comes down to... I'm, okay, so where I'm at now is I use my Xbox way more than I do the PS4. 
um way more probably it's probably like a 90 percent to 10 percent usage but i find whenever there's a ps4 exclusive release or when they drop a trailer for yeah an exclusive that's coming up those are the games that always get me the most excited um um yeah and it's always been like that so moving forward yeah if i had to choose one as much as i am more comfortable and almost prefer the sort of the xbox and from from its hardware to just its uh, interface and how it operates as much as i prefer that if i'm purely going on a game base decision it would be the ps5 hurts though doesn't it it hurts it really hurts but that <laughs> if, if, if 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 it comes down to that if it's purely based on games and um yeah it, w- it would be that just because of i mean i remember that i mean i've only been to one e3 which was with you in 2015 um and when we went to the sony section and saw the they did the like three uh demos of uh, uncharted 4 last guardian and horizon zero dawn and i just remember walking out of that having had this sort of period of not gaming for a few years and just being like fucking hell those look incredible (laughs) i want to play all of them right now and when i did play all of them i loved each of them for their own reasons um for different reasons um but those are the games that got me the most excited and yeah um even in these last few years with like the e3 trailers of the last of us part two super buzz days gone um (laughs) which the first trailer release i was like fuck that looks awesome then they did the e3 thing last year and it looked a bit glitchy and not so good then they've released like the the trailer in the last few weeks prior to its release in april and again i'm just like fucking excited um the, the the last of us itself that game for me is i think probably my favorite game now i think it, it's sort yeah, of yeah. taken my number one spot i don't disagree um so yeah purely on a gaming point of view and just if they can kind of keep that momentum with their excuses oh yeah and god of war which just came out you know it, mm. it has to be the ps5 i'm afraid um because we're in the vast like, minority sorry uh, yeah then like we you sort of just talking about with crackdown 3 like it's i mean xbox it's seriously need to raise their game but, well so um, to be clear this is the thing yeah last year i think it was was it between 9 and 12 studios that they've managed to buy great studios um because they know this they know that they're like they used to be arguably marginally better for a while but then sony were putting out less but yeah these very boutique high quality not going to sell quite as well as the gears like mm-hmm. it used to be back in the ps3 era xbox 360 was winning ps3 caught up a lot by the end but a halo and a gears of war like just one of those games would sell more that year than all of the playstation 3 exclusives that year combined like they yeah. didn't have the heavy hitters like that now though in this generation xbox is not only selling sold less than 50 percent, i believe of the consoles that playstation 4 is 
but it hasn't had the, the exclusives that they wanted like Halo 5 didn't do for them what they wanted it to Gears of War 4 didn't do what it wanted to they're relying on those old stalwarts whereas PlayStation what they do with sequels they're always looking at new ways to interpret those sequels or just brand new IPs and like they got Ghost of Tsushima coming out this year as well which looks fucking oh, yeah. awesome <laughs> yep. um, but they don't this is the thing we're in a vast minority of we play like you say 90% Xbox and I'm exactly the same I, mm-hmm. I like the UI, even though it's not perfect. I like it's kind of friendly. I love the pad. I think genuinely the pad is the greatest. I think the Xbox Elite especially, but just a regular as well. Best pads I've ever Agree. played with in my life. Agree. Um, I love... I mean, when they do have the indie exclusives, I do like them. Like Cuphead was a Xbox exclusive and it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Um, and I, I like... My ecosystem is there. So you guys are there yeah. and I love that. I love like knowing where you are and it feels friendly and it does, it still does have a better online um, base than PlayStation. It's still easier to talk to your friends, patch in yeah. and out of things. Um, I haven't tried doing it while on PlayStation, but for many, many, many years, it was a nightmare. Now it's getting better, but it's still, there's something that I don't find very welcoming about the UI on PlayStation, yeah. even though it's more <laughs> professional. Yeah, it's it's very it's cold. <laughs> it's yeah. the worst way I yeah. could describe it. <laughs> It's weird. It doesn't feel like an inclusive thing. It's like going into a filing cabinet, which yeah. is easier to find stuff, but also just doesn't feel friendly. Yeah. But yeah, whenever I go back to a PlayStation, which is purely for the exclusives or for VR, which is, yeah, an exclusive, I guess. Um, yeah, they're the best games of the year, almost every year. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm with you. Like I would buy, if I could only buy one, I would buy the PlayStation 5, but it really hurts <laughs> to think of it that way. But that said, place, uh, sorry, Xbox have bought all these companies. We don't know what they're doing yet. They could have finally some great things under their, under their you know, wing, but I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, because E3 is now theirs for the taking. Nintendo yeah. do stuff there, but not that much. Um, Microsoft aren't in the regular halls, but they're there for E3. And um, I don't think they're there for the, the halls now, are they? they moved last year but anyway they're um it's it's playstation are out this year so like it's their chance to stand up and give us confidence that next generation you're going to want to be an xbox because here's all these cool games mm-hmm. that are coming and it could it's interesting oh i mean we've got fucking uh <laughs> playstation 5 you've got i just saw you tweet about it the other day um you've got what's it called uh oh, death stranding yeah yeah. yeah, I tweeted at uh, Hideo Kojima telling him that I was ready to play Death Stranding now. <laughs> so he sent you your copy straight away. Yep, so <laughs> let me like, just oh, say... Alex is ready. I have uh, I've finished it. That's all I'll say. <laughs> it is a 30-minute game. <laughs> yeah. It really it wouldn't surprise me if that game's four hours long when he brings it out. Like, I have no idea what to expect with that game. Um, yeah, but there's just so much for them to go up against. There mm-hmm. really is. And I'm really interested with PlayStation, how many of their games go across uh, generation. Like Death Stranding, uh, yeah, Last of Us 2 are these games that will come out, PlayStation 4, but then PlayStation 5 will come out and they'll be out on that again within the first six months. Um, yeah. Probably. I mean, because when the last you, uh, you, you said at the moment it's projected for 2020, for, so for next year, the new PlayStation. It's up for debate. But yeah, some people think they might do spring 2021, but they tend to do November launches. Yeah, so that gives them you know a year and what ten months, mm. which sounds about right for me. But who knows? Everything is changing a bit. Like things are happening a little different. So who knows? Um, yeah, seems crazy to be at that time again though. Where switch over time, 
I really wish you hadn't asked me to choose one question. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> Your allegiance has been chosen. I feel really, I feel really, I don't know. It's like choosing well, it's a weird kid though, or something. You don't... You don't even... I mean, do you even look in your your friends to see what people are playing? Because you don't play with people online, so that doesn't affect you. You don't care oh, about do I Do I look on so Xbox? You. Yeah. Yeah, I always, like... I find when I log in, I always scroll across just to see who's online and see what they're doing. Have a little peek. Um, okay. And, and in, yeah, and, and even though I don't necessarily play online with friends a lot, there is something nice and sort of familiar with just seeing, like, oh, cool. All my buddies are on. We're like doing the same sort of thing, or we're playing the same game, and you know, yeah. it's nice to see. Um, yeah, like so the other day, like seeing you and Katie were both playing Odyssey. I guess this was before you deleted it, and like being able to message you both and be like, "Oh, cool! Like I just did this." There's something cool and and, and nice about that that no, I really I enjoy. Well, my my console's set to offline this week, so I have to uh, turn it back on then, so you can know when I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I just had like one night because everyone was playing Apex and it was a night where it's like, I just want to play something different without anyone <laughs> asking me to play a game with them. So I slunk into the offline world. Um, I do think it's going to be interesting. I'm excited for E3 to see what happens. but uh, And I'm very intrigued with how PlayStation are going to announce stuff separate out of E3 and what, what they're thinking. Um, but we've got a great year ahead of us. Some cool games I'm excited to get into. It's just... Uh yeah, it's it's um, just the amount of content that comes out. I mean, it's the same with film, film and TV. You, you, there's there's so much to kind of keep up with, and the quality yeah. and standards are so high. Um, but it's a joy. It's a joy to be alive. <laughs> it's a joy to be alive, and wasting our lives playing for the onions. Okay, so before we go, I am going to us into a very abbreviated version of what we used to do where we're just going to talk quickly about what's coming out um highlight anything there's not much um i know battle angel alita came out or alita battle angel as i guess it's now called um i went to see that actually i should say that top it's 50 percent good hmm. and 50 percent not good i think probably the best no definitely the best american live action anime film ever made interesting i think i, I don't know if that's saying it. much I mean, you've got Robert Rodriguez who can shoot stuff, mm-hmm. um, even though I think he does a lot of bad decisions in most of his films nowadays. You've got James Cameron producing. He knows how to tell a story. There's this love story in it really pissed me off. I was a fan of the manga and the anime way, way, way back in like 92 or whatever it was. But um, it's an entertaining enough film. I enjoyed 50% of it. Um, the, the last act, I have to say the pacing's really tropey, but in a good way but the last act just fucking goes off the it's just like it suddenly accelerates so quick <laughs> and i was like whoa they're really just trying to get to the end now and then i won't spoil anything obviously but they get to the end and the, i mean there is no end like that's the only thing i'll say it's like they're 100 percent want this to be a franchise interesting um they want it to be a hunger games thing i think um and who knows if that's gonna happen or not um, but it's James Cameron money, so probably. In like Lots 10 years' time, we'll get a litre yeah. of two, three, four, five, or six. Yeah. Um, so in America, we are 15th of February. So right today, actually, oh, I uh, should recommend this. Donnie Brook is coming out. 
uh, in American cinemas. I don't know how wide that is. Let me have a quick look. I really I saw this film at Fantastic Fest last year. It was, it was one of my favorites there. Um, it's with uh, Jamie Bell, uh, Frank Grillo, and Margaret Qualley, who's fantastic in it. Um, it's directed by Tim Sutton, who did uh, Dark Knight, that film about um, this tragic cinema murders during the Dark Knight screening in Colorado. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, Donnybrook's really good. It's got a few problems with it, but I really liked it. It's very visceral. It's got a great mood to it. It's really nicely directed, good acting. Um, I recommend that movie. And then uh, coming out next week, or sorry, later this week, uh, we've got on the 22nd of February, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Um, Is this the sequel? Third one? Yeah, it's the third one. I saw this actually because it's out already in England and Haruka friend of the podcast is a big how to train your dragon fan yep so she was in london for a few days and i was like let's go see some cgi dragons do some stupid things can you um, uh, share her feelings well what's interesting is because it's got an eight out of ten at the moment on imdb and i know people have been re-enjoying this one it's the end of a proper trilogy like i don't think if they do more they'll do it in different ways i think um she loves the first two she really had a lot of problems with this one it made it quite angry um i quite enjoyed it i didn't love well the beginning of it i thought was trash but then it got better um but i didn't hate it it just wasn't as good as i thought the first two and then we went on imdb and found out it's the same writer and director and everything like it's a proper trilogy of films Hmm. um from the same group of people um uh, but i mean it was it was fine it was very very much for kids whereas i felt the first one had something had felt had a bit more of a Japanese feel to it where it felt a little bit more family based you know yeah whereas this feels a bit more entertain the kids kind of thing which it's coming off the back of the TV show now I guess that fills in all these gaps so I guess they've got to please both fans I don't know it was alright um on the Blu-rays however which I know you like that physical media hard copies those hard hard copies uh coming out this week in america again probably on digital i guess you got overlord which is going 4k as well that's a film also sort of fantastic fest jj oh, that's, that's on my list i really didn't like it actually but i know a lot of people do like it so check it out um the first half of it i liked the second half i thought was really bad because it was mm-hmm. the bit i was looking forward to um a star is born it comes out that's on 4k which um, I ha- didn't hasn't hate. been on the top of my list. Still haven't seen it. Don't really want to. <laughs> That's a kind of movie everyone thinks I'm going to hate, and I watched it, and I was like, I feel very little. <laughs> I don't feel anger. I don't feel joy. It was just a film that I watched. Um, just for some of our listeners, if you go back to our 2018 end of year um, film review podcast. <laughs> You can yes. hear Adrian Ald do a very good Lady Gaga kind of like oh, impression thing, <laughs> which uh, which made me giggle. Um, what else is coming out? Robin Hood. It's coming to 4K. That film that just disappeared when it hit cinemas. Do you not see the trailers for that one? It's insane. No. Absolutely insane. He's like firing Ch- three arrows at the same time. Oh it's wait, just- I did. Yeah. It's so fucking stupid. So you can get that. 
There's even a limited yeah. edition steelbook if you're into that on 4K. Nah. Yeah, and I'm very pleased to see the backbeat is coming out finally to Blu-ray, which is I don't think it's ever been on Blu-ray anywhere in the world. That's a film from 1994 about the fifth member of the Beatles. Um, I used to really like this movie a lot. It shows why he left, and it shows um, the origin of the Beatles when they were just playing cover songs in little bars around Europe. Um, it's yeah, I mean I used to really love it. I could go back to it now, and it's terrible. <laughs> I the was always Beatles sad they never begins. brought it out. Um, anything else coming out? Let me see. Let me see. Oh, I see getting a new Blu-ray release, it's already been out, is a little film called As Above, So Below, which you just watched. <laughs> I did just watch because doing these horror retrospectives, uh, you have made me an even bigger horror fan, but you've also made <laughs> my wife Bethany a horror fan. So often when we are sitting down choosing a movie over the weekend, we tend to um, go through the horror lists and we watched this one last weekend and really, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's good, right? It's like it's just a decent, yeah, like glossy, fun, found footage movie. And I think, I think, um, having watched Quarantine, which was directed by the same guy, which sort of lacked any yep. kind of originality, as it was sort of a a beat for beat remake of the Spanish film Wreck, which you can listen to in our Wreck retrospective. Um, it was nice to see these sort of like refreshing ideas and and. Um, yeah, retrospective. How do we never do retrospective. that? Retrospective. Retrospective. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was cool. It was great to watch this and see some sort of refreshing ideas that he had. Yeah. And originality. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember it now. I remember feeling that way about it. I don't remember much about it. That one blends a little bit into a film called Jerusalem for me. Um, and then I'm going to... Yeah, I wish I was with you because I want to be with you when we watch Grave Encounters. I want to okay, yep. be sitting next to your little <clears throat> hoodie hoodie face. I think I will be riding my hood. And just so people know, when you say I say riding that, your hood? When, I, when, when we talk about... Um, it means that Alex isn't circumcised. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my penis just retracts back into its hood <laughs> with its one eye peeking out. And that's how I watch horror films. <laughs> Tell what Jared Phillips. I took it too far, and then you took it even further. Well, I was going to say oh, that shame. it wasn't that, but you said it was, <laughs> and it is. <laughs> so now it is. So now it is. Now everybody knows the truth. Yeah. Uh, in England, on the blues, uh, you you can get climax. Just came out last week, which is the Gasper No film, which is a Gasper fucking No film. Um, Hide and Go Shriek <laughs> just came out on Blu-ray over here, by the way, which uh, is a hidden 80s slasher gem that I'm very happy has gotten the Blu-ray treatment. A lot of fun. And this week, you're getting First Man in 4K, um, which was one of my favorite films of last year, as well as Johnny English Strikes Again. That was your favorite film, wasn't it? That was the number one, for sure. That's what they call you in America, Johnny English. <laughs> oh, the strikes again that's what they call me uh, that is all of the things that you can spend your monies on really um, hang on this is, I, just, I, I, I really love since we don't do this podcast anymore we just don't really care <laughs> like, do you remember many hours of effort used to put into prepping mm. all this stuff finding yep. out who had done what we'd all like send drafts to each other yep do the and news just like I would just say, yeah, is this coming out? 
Uh, we all just want to go and play games. <laughs> These are so I just got the uh, the box office up for the top ten worldwide grosses. This is very interesting, actually. Uh, there's a film called Mirror in the White Line at number ten. The Kid Who Would Be King at number nine. Uh, yeah. Alita Battle Angel is at number eight. A Dog's Way Home is at number seven. The Lego Movie 2 is at number six. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World at number five. Number four is The Upside. Number three is Dragon Ball Super Broly. That's at number, number three two worldwide. Sc- wow. I mean, I'm surprised Lego Movie's not higher. Because it says 103 million. So, I mean, I guess this is just over... I'm so confused by this list. Um, I just remembered I sent you this tweet um, just before we started this podcast. So at the time of recording this, J.J. Abrams has just posted a picture saying that principal photography has wrapped on Star Wars Episode Nine, And it's in a photo of, of the desert. So it's, it's all um, confirmed deserts. Deserts are back. Jakku or Tatooine? I should say it was Escape Room and then Glass was number one in that bewildering list that I don't quite understand. Yeah, it's a very um, weird list. A more accurate list seems to be from last weekend, which is Miss Barlow at number 10, Spider-Man at number 9, Aquaman at number 8, Green Book at number 7, The Prodigy at 6, Glass at 5, The Upside at 4, Cold Pursuit at 3, What Men Want at 2, and at number 1, The Like a Movie 2, the second part, which seems more believable. Yep. Then Dragon Ball at number three. I don't know what's going on. What's happening, box office mojo? Oh, I mean, if they're accurate, then congratulations, Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yep. Um, you're doing very well. We salute you. Um, how excited are you for J.J. Abrams returning to Star Wars? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. Oh, your I, face just lit up. I, I just... Uh, I'm just very... At this point, I'm very, very curious to to um see how it all wraps up because i i I really have no idea and i and i know a lot of them also keep a lot of the cast keep coming out and saying that carrie fisher's uh passing has been handled with great care and and in the narrative and stuff Mm -hmm. so i'm very curious to how they deal with that i'm i'm yeah i'm I mean, I'm excited. I'm, I'm always going to be excited for a new Star Wars film. But this one in particular, I'm just like, how is it going to end? How are they going to do it? Um, well, yeah, because they, I feel like they still need two more. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. I don't feel like I'm excited for the last part. I'm excited for the next part, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because like, Last Jedi, I mean, f- felt like a starting... The way that it ended, it felt like, it felt like a yeah. starting point rather than the middle of a, a trilogy um we'll see so we'll see we'll see i mean yeah i'm so intrigued i, I, just, I can't wait just 10 I, months before I, our next podcast I can't in that wait. series and i mean I'm, i wonder how soon we'll get a, a title for the film because once we get the yeah, title then true. um then we can all start guessing what it means yes um oh, completely misunderstanding the last jedi like every idiot <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> oh boy um yeah 10 months oh man i miss doing star wars podcasts i wish mm. i wish they brought more out <laughs> you know one a year isn't enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
The mistake that they've made here is that they're not bringing out enough Star Wars films. I still feel a solo should have been Christmas. Just stick to the Christmas ones, yep. guys. Don't don't do that again. Um, if, however, you want to hear our shows, we are just rejigging everything. Finally, it's actually happening. We talked about it a year ago, longer maybe, and it didn't happen. Now it is. Um, someone professional is redesigning our logos because I keep trying and never being happy with it. <laughs> but as I speak, uh, our good friend who puts up, uh, Michael Avila, who puts up all of our stuff, he is sorting out how it's going to be branched out. So it's going to be uh, We Are Geeks. Well, that's going to have three Zelda hearts under it, I believe. Uh, one's going to be depleted a little bit. Nice. The three hearts represent the three shows. Yeah. Um, so if you have the three hearts one, that's just going to be everything. That's basically what you subscribe to right now. It's going to have all of this bullshit. It's going to have our special cast. It's going to have our regular movie shows like Danny Boyle, like Star Wars, like when we talk about DC movies or whatever. And it's going to have a horror show, which goes up every single Friday. Uh, we've um, covered Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Child's Play, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Romero's Living Dead, Scream, Scream Purge, Predator, Wreck, uh, Wreck, Hellraiser, Halloween, fucking hell, man. So Love shows. it. Um, just to rewind to the three hearts, I'm going to tell people that mm. the three hearts represent... Um, you, me, and Nate, because we were the, the first three, and that the depleted heart is Nate. <laughs> you know what? Because honest to God, like, I wanted something that meant multiple things. So originally, my design had weird geeks with three exclamation marks that were different colors. Yeah. And then these three hearts with one depleted, mostly because it just looked cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but the three hearts were going to represent, yeah, that we normally have three podcasters on our, yep. our horror show. Like, that's the rule normally is three. Um, and I thought, okay, that's nice. And then three shows, three, we'll just keep the three going. But you're absolutely right. The three <laughs> original creators and one is <laughs> no longer with us because RIP Nate hurts. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that will be happening. And then you're also going to have, if you don't want everything, you can just subscribe to Weird Geeks The Show, which is what this is now going to be called. So if you just like rambling gaming and movie podcasts about our lives, um, it'll be called the show and then there's weird geeks horror show which is our main one uh, every friday and then the third podcast is weird geeks uh movie show which is where danny boyle and star wars and a few other little bits are there's not that much going to be in that one yet um so that'll be just well actually you know what you can tell us because something we've been trying to figure out alex is yes the movie show one how, what do people want because i respect that people might just want horror so they can just subscribe to the horror show. I respect that people might just want uh, this bullshit right now. They love and they this. don't want to know about movies being torn apart. So they just want the show. But with yeah. movie show, which obviously will have Danny Boyle and Star Wars and uh, Batman v Superman episodes and stuff like that. Should the movie episodes have all of our movies, which includes all the horror and uh, regular movie episodes or should it just be non-horror episodes because people might want just non-horror I don't know tell us what you want <laughs> if, if you're interested <laughs> please do not honestly do tweet at us uh, at, uh, at weirdgeekshow mm. or go to weirdgeeks.com and you can email us to let us know because we don't know whether to have how to do that channel that's the one that's causing us a little bit of problem um, but yeah so your voice does matter again we're not gonna do any patrons we're not gonna do any banner ads we're not gonna try and sell you any form of wigwam yep or or um, tapestry 
Or hoods that you can hide in? <laughs> We're not going <laughs> Hoodies, I mean. <laughs> We're not, not going <laughs> to... Oh, no, I was about to take it even further. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> um, and we really, really, really appreciate it if you can support us in the only two ways that you can. Number one, hope you're writing this down. Go to iTunes. Type yep. in Weird Geeks yep. in the podcast. You're going to see a picture of two girls looking arguably too happy. Found but it. they're having a good time, so let's not judge them. That's great. I'm happy they're happy. To the right of that, there's us. You're going to want to click on that, subscribe, yep. and then leave a little star rating. Because that helps us out. It helps promote us. And we're not, you know, we do all this for free. We're not asking for any money. Um, I mean, really, we should be paying you to listen to us, but you know, this is the way the system works. Mm -hmm. So you can just subscribe and rate. That would help us out a whole bunch. The other way you can help us is by supporting the art that we create. Do it. Uh, we are a production company called We Are Tessellate, run out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And we make feature films, short films, weird things and ideas and mood stuff. Um, and we've got some game stuff, which I think actually might finally be getting some steam. We're going to be moving into some game development soon which i'm excited about we're making crackdown 4 <laughs> <laughs> yeah happy to announce um uh yeah we have a f our first feature film called starfish which is uh as w this podcast goes up it's just been the trailers just come out um and the theatrical dates have come out so you can go to starfish mixtape.com starfish mixtape.com and there you can see all the theatrical dates across America. I'm going to be there for most of the first nights. Um, and Ali from the podcast, she's going to be there for some of it. Katie might be there for some of it. Christina might be there for some of it. Alex might even be there for a night. Hello. Who knows? Yeah. You can meet people, say hello, tell us you hate us. Uh, tell us just how much you love that 15-minute kill at the beginning of Child's Play 2. Mm -hmm. Whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do. Um fuck we didn't talk about the child's play trailer we'll talk about that another week oh, looks pretty cool yeah looks pretty cool fuck you don't like it you're not convinced no no i'm excited about it but i'm also cool. thinking Aubrey about Plaza. when don mancini liked my tweet creator that's child's true <laughs> we made it <laughs> we made it um so yeah go to stuffismixtape.com check out a trailer check out theatrical come say hello support us that way it means a whole bunch alex where can people contact you and the World Wide Web? Hey, find me on Twitter or Instagram at Alexander Chard. Yeah. Send me a message. I might not reply. But it's nice to know that you, you message 100%, me. 100% you won't reply. Send me um, a message and tell me I, about your experience with your hoods, hoodies. <laughs> not with other people's hoodies. Just stick to your <laughs> yeah, own. Just stick to your um, I am Mr. Al White on all the social medias and also on the Xbox where I will play Apex Legends with you unless you're a dick. Then I won't. Don't go running into battles when you don't have to, alright? It's mm. fine to fight people, but know also when not to fight. Yep. That's the only way we'll survive as a human race. Yep. Um, we'll be back who knows when, but on Friday you can listen to the next episode in our AD Slasher remake podcast which is going to be Prom Night. And it has some great disco tunes in it. So enjoy that. All right. Uh, until then, we're out. Geeks. Geeks! <laughs> <laughs> the fucking shambles. And I love it. <laughs> I love it.